0: This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to episode 40 of Banging on the Drum. So I'm glad to be here tonight. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about how this might go. Uh, If it looks like I'm just reading off of the screen. Uh, I'm going solo tonight, which might be kind of challenging for me. I think that this is something that... Could be a little bit rough, but I'm going to work on getting through it because I would like to put out an episode every week. Um, Our co-hosts, Patrick and Riley. Uh, Patrick is out saving the world, making sure that we live in the best country in the world. So thank you, Patrick. Riley is unable to make it tonight due to a massive head injury. I'm just kidding. He doesn't have a massive, massive head injury or anything like that. Um, he he's unable to make it tonight. Um, give him a call if you want to know what happened, and you can throw us an email at bangingonthedrum.com if you want to know what happened as well. Um, I'll let him talk about that kind of next week, but he'll be back. Sounds like he's doing okay. Just unable to make it this week. Um, I'm going to kind of jump right into my overs and unders, but I do think that I should give you a little bit of warning. This is probably going to be our best episode ever because it's just me. And so just me talking about sports by myself and kind of to myself might be slightly challenging, but you will be Massively informed about how awesome I am at talking sports. Uh, for those of you who, that have listened for a while, you guys understand that I don't really mean that, but that's all right. All right, so I'm gonna get into my overs and unders for the week. My under, I was trying to buy uh, salad dressing or Miracle Whip this week, and because I don't really do like a great job reading labels and paying attention to what I'm doing I ended up buying mayonnaise and mayonnaise is terrible pretty much ruined most of my meals for the weekend I had planned on eating sandwiches it's pretty hot didn't want to really cook um wasn't busting the grill out I was down at uh, Wilton Fest all weekend and so I'd been making these sandwiches keeping the kitchen cool and Ended up with mayonnaise instead of Miracle Whip. Kind of ruined my ruined my lunches. Um, maybe a dinner or two as well. But it's not the end of the world. It still tastes okay. It just isn't nearly as good as Miracle Whip. So it was a kind of a downer that I had to use mayo. And now I have a whole jar of mayo. So when I do decide to eat sandwiches, it'll be with crap sauce on them right and also bought pickles which i really enjoy usually from dollar general and they just weren't good they were a pretty bad pickle um it's not something that is like gonna stop me from eating them or anything like that they just weren't that good just weren't that good so um this weekend tried to buy Miracle Whip which is one of my favorite um sauces on a on like a turkey or chicken like sliced chicken sandwich and ended up buying mayo which just isn't very good and so downfall and then the pickles that i bought to put on them also not very good probably won't buy that brand of pickles again i'll stick with the Vlasic pickles or i think like there's a milwaukee pickles as well both are pretty good won't buy the dollar general brand anymore uh over had a pretty great weekend um spent the days kind of watching the kids and hanging out at wilton fest um they had bounce houses down there, so the kids spend a lot of time on that. Uh, just got to really enjoy the time that I had with my hoodlums. Watched fireworks. The fireworks at Infest were the best I've seen, maybe outside of like any like major city. So I might have seen better ones in kansas city or las vegas but i don't think i've ever seen better ones in like a small town festival really really good they did a really nice job not sure exactly who did it i think it was somebody out of like the baraboo area could have been reedsburg as well i remember reading their truck and i just thought like oh you know they're probably gonna just do like an okay show and then they killed it. Usually my cousins who shoot fireworks off on Saturdays do a significantly better job than Wilton Fest does. And this year I would say that Wilton Fest got them. So they got to step up their game, spend a little bit more money. Uh, Jake and Darren, if you're listening, I'm just I'm just kidding. Don't spend any more of your money. You guys do an awesome job out there. We really appreciate the fireworks show you put on. Um got to hang out with uh, my cousins as well for a little bit um, and then uh, they have a three-year-old I have a three-year-old my our kids were getting along really really well pretty cool little interaction um for the most part my over is that I didn't do anything that resembled work at all this weekend just hung out with the kids uh, ran into some of my buddies, just kind of a perfect weekend. I like I like Wilton Fest weekend, have a few uh barley pops and just enjoy myself. So um I got a couple more unders. I'm doing the podcast alone this week that I mentioned already once. I'm a really afraid that it's going to end up being super short, so I'm trying to like embellish or like do more stuff throughout all of my notes that I have written down. And I'm really afraid that it looks like when we put it out, it's going to look like all I'm doing is reading. So I'm trying to avoid reading and things like that. Um, like I said, Pat's out saving the world. Uh, Riley can't make it tonight. We'll we'll let him get into how that's probably his under for the week. Um, next week when he comes back. And mostly I think that this, this little, also today, I'm going to try not to swear. We're on, we have uh, teamed up with Let's Talk Sports and this is something I probably should mention. We've teamed up, teamed up, teamed up with them. They are going to kind of promote our page, put us out on the Roku channel, YouTube And maybe Apple TV as well. I can't remember exactly the three platforms that we might be on. But in order for me to be put on the Roku channel, I have to be a little bit cleaner with the way I speak, right? Um, As you guys know, um, the guys that listen to us, I tend to use words that at times in our lives we've been told not to use, right? Right uh curse words for lack of a better term. Uh I must be speaking in a little in a little bit of weird way. I got a little bit of a cough. Um they don't want me to use curse words for Roku. It'll get us get us pulled off of Roku. So I'm gonna try to do it clean. Um mostly in my life that has not been something that I've even attempted to speak like um for more than eight hours at a at a jump so when I was working for the challenge academy I tried to do a pretty good job but even then I, I didn't do great so we're gonna end up seeing how this goes um overs and unders right I had a good weekend spent it at Wilton Fest got to hang out with some of my cousins had a little get together out at the family farm uh under Bought Mayo instead of Miracle Whip. Probably the worst thing I've done in two to three years. That's not accurate, but, um, and then doing the podcast alone, which I'm definitely scared of, but I want to make sure that we get one out every week. And so I'm giving her a shot. If it's terrible, I'm, I'll scoop, try to scoop Riley maybe later this weekend, but he's, he's having a, He's not in the best way and probably can't get on today, right? So today or tomorrow would be my guess. All right, so I want to get into my spicy meatball. And usually when I get drop a spicy meatball, I really like to bounce this off a few people. Um, I'd love it if somebody tweeted at me or tweeted at banging on the drum and just said how wrong I was so that I could start arguing with him. That's something that I would enjoy. I like the back and forth that sometimes Twitter can offer. And I think that Twitter will start offering to me again here as football begins, but spicy meatball, air fryers stink. Not in a literal sense that they don't smell good, but They're terrible. I hate using them. They are more for like reheating something maybe. But I think if I'm going to pull my air fryer out, plug it in, get it going and get everything ready to go, I'd much rather use my oven. I don't have to get it out of a cabinet. I don't have to uh, get it plugged in. I don't have to clean anything when I'm done. All I got to do is hit a couple buttons on my oven. The oven heats up. I can reheat my food in the oven. It feels like the same thing as an air fryer. It feels almost entirely the same. And I don't understand why people enjoy air fryers. Um, we use them a lot in our house, especially in the summer, because it keeps the house cooler than an oven does when i heat up the oven the house heats up more but i don't want to be like cleaning the racks that are in the air fryer or the basket or whatever you got in there i'm not interested in that if you think air fryers are good hit me up on twitter tell me how i'm wrong um if you think they stink and they're not very good you can also hit me up I would like to see some of our followers or some of our listeners get in and tell me how many jalapenos I'm getting for the spicy meatball that air fryers are not a good way to cook. I would much rather just use an oven. I would, if I'm going to eat like fries or something like that, deep fry them. Like you're not eating fries to stay healthy either way. So, just deep fry them and enjoy them because air fryer fries aren't that good. All right. So, we're going to move on to hot in the streets. A few little pieces of news that we got going on. So, the Bucks are bringing back their purple jerseys from the late 90s and early 2000s. I don't know if I really like this i don't think that it's a great move um if you're going to be switching up your colors or going to like retro uniforms i think the 70s uniforms are probably the best if you're just going to go straight retro uniforms but i also think that the bucks and the brewers and the Packers should all get on board and run either green and gold or blue and gold. Maybe we just adjust to blue and gold. That was a traditional uh, Packers color. I know that everybody thinks that we need to be green because we're in the Green Bay, right? But Green Bay is the name of the city, not necessarily in maybe the the actual water that comes up to the city not necessarily the colors of what the city has to be i get why they're green i understand it It makes sense to me but the brewers could just start like slightly adjusting their colors that way towards green i'd be cool with that um the bucks use green the brewers use gold the bucks just got to get on the bolt on the gold train and the brewers need to get on the green train and we'll be good to go um i do think that my personal preference would be blue and gold rather than green and gold. But the Packers are maybe the most historic franchise of all time and in, in all things. And so let's, let's stick with the green and gold. I do think that all teams that have an overlapping fan base should use the same color. So in Minnesota, the Twins, the Vikings, the Wild, um, and the Timberwolves, there's no reason you're not using the same color scheme, right? The So in Chicago, I guess there's like a difference, but like because you have the Sox and the Cubs, but like the Bulls and the Blackhawks, And the Cubs and the Bears could all use the same thing. Or the White Sox and the Bears could all use the same thing. Pittsburgh does this the best. Um, Their USFL team kind of pooped the bed on that. And they're like orange and purple or something like that, where they could have come in, been, been black and yellow. But Pittsburgh, the Penguins are black and yellow. The pirates are black and yellow. The Steelers are black and yellow. They do it better than everybody. Me doing all the talking, like I never really understood why, why people had to take drinks of something while they're, while they're talking. But me doing all the talking, I feel very, very like dry in my throat. So I apologize if I'm, Drinking too often or doing whatever. And then I'm not drinking water like a normal human would. I'm drinking beer because I'm a little bit nervous about how all this stuff goes, right? So uh, Pittsburgh does this the best. There's no reason that Chicago, Minneapolis, L.A., uh, Houston, Phoenix, Tampa Bay, there's no reason these teams... And these cities can't get together and just say, these are our colors. This is what we're going to go with. Pittsburgh, you've done it right. Good work. All right. So Roquan Smith has requested a trade from the Chicago Bears. And basically, I think he said that he doesn't feel like they're respecting him or using him in the way that he would like, but we all know that, it's him that doesn't respect the bears because let's be honest no one respects the bears the bears are a team that appears to not even be trying to win this year i'm not i'm not sure like how else you can state it it appears that they're going to be one of the worst teams in the nfl maybe with like 3 or 4 wins total for the whole season if I was a player of any value on that team, I'd want to get out. If you're not going to make real attempts to try to win, I'd rather not play there. And I think good players, players like Roquan Smith, um, David Montgomery, they're going to, they're going to see that. And if they really want to be on championship caliber teams, they're going to try to get out. And so, Whether or not the Bears are going to let them out is a is a different thing. Like I guess they can deny the trade. And I guess that brings us to our next hot in the streets, which is Kareem Hunt requests a trade from the Browns, and they say it's not happening. There's no chance. That to me is a red flag if I'm a player. If I'm a free agent and I watch what happened with Baker, Baker Mayfield and Kareem Hunt, where they said, Oh, you want to get out of here. We're not going to let you out. Like, there's no way. And I understand, like, they signed the contracts. They should stay and play. I don't think Kareem Hunt is trying not to play. But he's asking to get out of there because he knows he's one of the top, probably 15 to 20 backs in the league. And he doesn't get playing time like that. Um. If I'm, if I'm a free agent, like I said, there's no way I'm signing with the Browns. That's two players in a row that wanted out, and they wouldn't let them out. They're messing with players' career. Uh, Kareem Hunt took anything he could get when he signed with the Browns a few years ago due to the fact that he was being kind of a terrible human being, right? He was doing things in society... That he shouldn't have been doing. I don't remember exactly what his. Uh, what the complaints against him were. But. It, he was a. Like a terrible dude. It's a guy that. You don't want associated with your franchise. He did some stuff that. Or was accused of doing some stuff that. Was pretty bad. Um, Beating up a girlfriend or a kid or something like that. And. It was bad stuff. He was accused of doing that stuff. I don't know where any of that stuff really kind of landed. So he kind of took what he could get. And he's a great player. Like he can play at a top level. He played at a top level with the Chiefs and he played at a top level with the Bears or with the Browns on occasion. And I think this is the Browns being the Browns. They are hurting themselves. By telling him he can't get traded when it comes to free agency later on. Right. So they have a pretty good team right now. Um if I'm a guy that next year that wants to go in there, I'm not going to touch it because their management is dicking with players. So I wouldn't want to go there. I want to go to a team or a player-friendly team, a team that when you say, you know, this isn't, this isn't my my place, I want to get out of here, try to move me, and they do. And it's not like the Browns need Kareem Hunt. They have both Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson, who are very, very good running backs. There's no reason you can't move on from a Kareem Hunt. The Browns need to fix what they're up to. So um, right before I came on, so I didn't look into this too much, but it sounds like the Browns are considering a Jimmy G trade probably for the first six games that Deshaun Watson can be out or for another piece that's hot in the streets that Goodell wants at least a year ban for Deshaun Watson. So if you get that whole year, you could get a whole year of Jimmy G that is a quarterback that can manage your team. It's a, t- it's a, a guy that will make sure you're not losing a ton, right? and he's good enough that <coughs> excuse me he's good enough that he can he can keep you above water keep you afloat and if you have a really good defense you'll end up winning games you get to 9 10 wins squeak into the playoffs He can make something happen, especially if you have a great defense. Um, So if Goodell wants a year suspension, trading for Jimmy G. So the real question is, could that trade be for Kareem Hunt? And how scary would that make the 49ers? I think if you trade for Kareem Hunt and you're the 49ers, All of a sudden, you become an elite-level rushing game. They're going to have the most rush yards in the NFL probably pretty easily. Them and the Ravens would be right up there. Maybe the Bears, just because they have no one to catch passes. They have Darnell Mooney, but I don't know that Justin Fields will throw super well. I do think that Justin Fields is a better thrower than he is a runner, but I think that he can run if, like, forced to run. Um. You put Trey Lance, Elijah Mitchell, and Kareem Hunt on the same offense, and you could have something that really resembles what, like, the Michael Vick Falcons were, which was a team that just ran it down your throat and you really had no option but to stack the box and do what you could. Now the 49ers also have Debo Samuel, um, Brandon Ayuk and Kittle. And with those guys, you have a real passing attack as long as your quarterback can throw the ball. Gets a little bit of time, gets set, chucks the ball downfield. I do think if the 49ers can give him time, he'll be able to throw. I think that that is my general consensus. If you trade Jimmy G for Kareem Hunt, the 49ers become very, very scary. And they are a team that... as far as running the ball goes, can dominate a game. Can absolutely dominate a game. All right, so moving on to our next thing in Hot in the Streets, Bill Russell gets his number permanently, permanently retired. Um, and the way I read and I read the headline, so I apologize for this. So if I'm completely wrong, tell me, go ahead and tweet out how I'm a moron, but gets his number permanently, permanently retired, which I take as the entire NBA retires his number. (coughs) And I'm not. I'm not sure, like, if this is necessary, right? Bill Russell, great player, eleven championships, whatever it is, uh, passed away recently. I think Pat and I discussed it a little bit on the last podcast, but I'm not sure that he changed this game in the same way a player like um, Jackie Robinson did. We discussed retired numbers last week too and this is something i just saw like right before i kind of came on and started started recording so if this is accurate that bill russell's number gets permanently retired across the nba i don't want to hate it because obviously he's awesome But which NBA players are you going to allow this to go through for? Because pretty easily, I think you could do Michael Jordan for sure. And if you do Michael Jordan's, who else do you have to do it for? There's guys that definitely change the game. Bill Russell's one of them. But so is Michael Jordan. There might be multiple guys that change the game in terms of basketball that you really actually need to change or uh, retire their number for. That is, that is something that I'm not sure why he gets his number retired across the NBA. And if I'm completely wrong about the way I read the headline, I guess that it's going to sound really, really stupid going forward, but I just don't get it. It's not something that I think every team in the NBA needs to do. Uh, Kareem could be another guy that you do the same thing for. I'm not sure. I don't think that this is something that you need to do. All right, so we're going to get back into football here. So the preseason officially starts tonight and let's see i had written down who we're going we got the giants versus the patient the patriots <laughs> the patients uh and that's actually what i got written down i wrote down patience, and that's why i read patience. but the giants versus the patriots tonight um and for me i don't care what happens in this is 2008 super bowl rematch right i just hope that saquon isn't playing um He's saving himself for the season because mostly I'm targeting them in fantasy football. But speaking of the Patriots, we got a James White announcement today. According to his official Twitter uh, page, he's retiring from the NFL. Um, I'd like to give a big shout out to James White because he is a Wisconsin Badger and he very, very very well could be the greatest NFL running back the Badgers have ever produced. And as far as I can remember, he was never the number one back either going into a season or leaving a season. But he definitely has one of the best resumes of any uh, Badger football running back that has ever played in the NFL. He doesn't have the best college resume, right? But he's got one of the best NFL run, resumes. There's guys that can definitely overpass him. Um, John Taylor, Melvin Gordon, both have the opportunity. However, he's right there. And he's not a guy that even started on his team. He wasn't like, he wasn't even close to what we would consider the starter. The starter was Monty ball, a guy who broke the record for, I don't know if it was career touchdowns or single season touchdowns. James Wood white took 10 of his touchdowns in a year. And, uh, Monty Ball still broke the record. And then he played with Melvin Gordon, who was also a guy for that team, for those teams. <clears throat> Might have been the third back on a team, but when he went to the NFL, ended up being at least in the top three. So right now, the way the NFL shakes out, it could be, could be. Melvin Gordon, Ron Dane, James White. That's the worst it could be. Melvin Gordon, Ron Dane, James White. Now, John Taylor looks like he is going to be one of the the best running backs in the league, not out of Wisconsin, but one of the best running backs in the league for the next minimum of three, four years. And it could be a lot longer than that. John Taylor's elite, but as of right now, I'm giving James White a nod as one of the best backs that we've ever seen come out of of Wisconsin. Um, I'm really disappointed that his career ends a little bit early due to a hip injury last year. But let's just give James White a thank you for putting the Badgers on the map, helping put the Badgers on the map. And for having such a great NFL career, even if it is with the most hated team in NFL history, which is the New England Patriots. You could have played for somebody else. You could have moved on. You could have came back to the Packers. You and Aaron Rodgers could have made a hell of a team. But anyway, thank you, James White. All right, and so getting back to the first official uh week of NFL football or NFL preseason starts today. Uh we did have the Jags versus the Raiders. The Raiders kind of um stomped on the Jags, which actually surprised me quite a bit, but uh that is what it is. I'm I generally consider the worst teams to be better preseason teams because they're trying to load up on young talent. Young talent's trying to prove themselves. And especially in that first preseason game, they go a little bit more all out than your vets who um, are going to be for sure on the team do. So I would expect the Jags to have a lot of those guys and really be doing well. That's not the way it worked out. But Giants versus Patriots, Saquon, make sure you're saving stuff. I'm going to try to draft you in every league I got. Um, if there's anybody that's in leagues that I am, that's listening, I am not lying. I am trying to draft Saquon in the majority of the leagues that I'm in. If you, you can like pass on him and think that I'm like messing with you guys or whatever, but that's the truth. Um, he did burn me pretty hard last year. I think I took him in all three leagues drafted, uh, second, second, and third. in the three leagues that I was in, I think I took him in all of them and things did not work out well due to the fact that he was hurt for most of the season. Anyway, moving on from Saquon and fantasy football, I think that he's a big bounce back player, go ahead and draft him. Probably don't do it before a late second round. All right, the other game that's happening tonight, which is Thursday, August 11th, is Tennessee versus Baltimore. Um, From the things I saw on Twitter, it sounds like Malik Malik Willis is really um, playing well. And so sounds like Ryan Tannehill is on the trading block right off the jump. Malik Willis has a couple good throws. Tannehill is on the trading block. Not accurate. That's not. Nobody's thinking that Tannehill is getting traded. But when Malik Willis was playing in the well in the first preseason game, make sure you uh, just kind of tune in to what he's doing because if he ends up being a guy that can both run and pass and do both things effectively. Ryan Tannehill is kind of one-dimensional, and you hand it to Derrick Henry and move on with your life, right? So they got a couple good wide receivers there. Tannehill can throw the ball around, but he's not running for anything, any yards or anything like that. All right, so our lineup for tomorrow in NFL preseason games was like this. The Falcons versus the Lions. The Lions are plus one in that game. Um, If I'm gambling, I'm taking the Lions. They're trying to win as much stuff as they can. Even if they go 3-0 in the preseason, they're going to feel better about themselves, have a little confidence. I don't think that they're willing to lose any games, right? So willing to lose games to get a better look at certain players or whatever, I don't think that's the case. Now, Falcons may be be in that same boat. The Lions are plus one. I'm taking the Lions for the outright win. I don't need to, like, take the points or give the points or whatever. I don't need them. I'm taking the Lions. Browns, minus one and a half versus the Jags. I'm taking the Browns because I think that – Jags can't play with anybody. I don't know that they win any games all year long, right? I feel like they're going to get consistently worse. They're not going to be good. If you're not willing to come out and play against the Raiders and do a nice job in the Hall of Fame game, you're probably not going to win a whole lot. The Browns are going to have to find a starting quarterback, at least for the first six weeks. So they're going to be exploring that and trying to actually do something really good in this first week. I'm taking the Browns minus one and a half. Uh, Cardinals versus Bengals. Bengals are minus one and a half in that game. I don't know who to take in this. If I'm either team, I'm resting most of my really, really good players. Um. Bengals probably have more young players that need to prove something to make the team. I'll take the Bengals, and I'll give the points. Jets versus Eagles. The Eagles are plus one. I'm going to take the Jets. They have a lot to prove. Eagles, nobody on that offense has anything to prove. Um, They're going to be playing most of their backups right from the jump. So, uh, I'm going to take the Jets. They got some guys that need to do something to make sure that they're going to make the team. Now, also on Friday, 8-12, the greatest team, team on earth, the Green Bay Packers are facing off against the 49ers. The 49ers are two and a half point favorites in this game. Now. Take this for what it's worth because I am a homer um, and I'm going to take the Packers in this game because Jordan Love is better than Trey Lance. If the 49ers had been smart, they would have traded the third overall pick for Jordan Love because the Packers backup quarterback is going to be better than the 49ers starting quarterback. Now, the 49ers can get scary if they trade for Kareem Hunt, but right now, that's a team that doesn't scare me. They don't get a block punt. They don't beat the Packers, right? They, If our special teams doesn't absolutely just squat down, poop all over the bed, pee on top of all of that, there's no chance the 49ers beat us. So we kicked ourselves, and the 49ers didn't beat us. We beat ourselves. Jordan Love is better than Trey Lance. Teams should get on board. We'll get to that here in a little bit. All right, so Saturday's games, we've got Chiefs versus the Bears. The Bears are plus one. Um, I would actually take the Bears on this. I think they're going to play Justin Fields for most of the game, or not most of the game, but three or four drives, make sure that he gets at least a touchdown in. And the Chiefs, I don't think care. I don't think that they're invested in the preseason. They know Patrick Mahomes is really great. They know that Travis Kelsey is going to be an elite level tight end. And their wide receivers kind of will be what they are, right? It'll be just a I think the Bears have something to prove in the preseason. Probably going to go 3 and 0 in the preseason, take the Bears plus 1. Uh Panthers versus the Commanders. This is a push. This is a push game. This is even uh I don't care who you take. I like the commanders. Nope. Nope. I'm going to switch this up. I'm going to take the Panthers because I think that they're going to test out their quarterbacks. They're going to give Baker Mayfield maybe like four drives. And then they're going to give Sam Darnold four drives. And Sam Darnold isn't isn't the worst quarterback that ever existed. But... He's not bad. And they're like, he's, but he's not good. That's what I meant to say. He's not good. They're going to basically have to play their starters for at least the first three quarters just to see who they think they like because they're lying to everyone and saying that Baker Mayfield isn't going to be their starting quarterback. Baker Mayfield is going to be their starter. He is, especially when healthy, a plus quarterback. Um, even last year, he was okay, and sounds like he was very, very injured. Now, non-throwing shoulder injury, but still unpleasant. All right, so we got Colts versus the Bills. The Bills are plus one and a half. Let's see here. I think I'm going to go with the Bills, just because I think that they're for the most part, a deeper organization. They have a couple guys that are going to be rookies that need to prove themselves, whereas the Colts are kind of set. They don't need to discover who their great players are. They need to find a couple gems to fill out their roster, but they don't need to. And so I'm just going to go with the Bills. I guess I don't know who their backup quarterback is anymore. But I don't know who the Colts is either. Going with the Bills, just a flyer. I'm getting points if I go with the Bills. So, Bills it is. Uh, Seahawks versus Steelers. Steelers are plus three and a half. I think this is going to be a Steelers. The Steelers are going to end up winning this. Now, I'm basing most of my picks in the preseason on quarterback play. The Steelers are going to have to play Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky to see who they really want. The Seahawks probably have to play Luck for a bit, and they have to play Geno Smith for a bit. I think the Steelers quarterbacks are better than the Seahawks ones. Uh, Personal opinion, right? Going with the Steelers. Dolphins versus the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are plus one at home. Um. So they're definitely not playing Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got a few days off for personal reasons right now. So you're definitely not playing him. They took a second-round quarterback last year or maybe third-round quarterback last year because they know they're going to have to replace Tom Brady at some point. Not sure how long the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks in this, mostly because I think that they're trying to develop a quarterback in an effective way. So, taking the bucks. Saints versus Texans. Plus one and a half on the Texans. The Saints are going to be playing a backup quarterback. They're probably not playing Michael Thomas. They're not playing Alvin Kamara, would be my guess. The Texans have a lot of guys that can make the team because their team wasn't great last year. They, uh, they got wide receivers that got to prove themselves. The only guy on the team that's really worth the hoot is Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills. I like Davis Mills a lot, but I don't know if he plays more than like maybe two drives in this. But I am taking the Texans and I'm taking the points. Uh, Cowboys versus Broncos. Broncos are plus three. Both teams to me are probably teams that... Don't need to play much preseason. They got veteran quarterbacks. I don't know who has the best young roster, but the Cowboys have to find a few more wide receivers. So they have um, Jalen Tolbert, who is one of their rookies. He probably needs to play in this game. And then they need to find probably their two and their three. Jalen Tolbert's probably going to be their two, but they need to find him. And make sure that he's the guy. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this. Give away the three points. And probably going to win that. Rams versus Chargers. Wow, they got a nice little scheduling gig there. They both play in the same stadium. Chargers are supposed to be the home team. They're plus three and a half. Um, Let's take the Chargers on this. No reason. Got... Nothing. I don't expect Herbert to play. I don't expect Stafford to play. I don't expect much out of either team's wide receivers, all proven guys. And then our one Sunday game is the Vikings versus the Raiders. The Raiders are minus three and a half. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take the Raiders again due to the fact that they beat the Jags in the preseason. So it's obvious they care a little bit about what the preseason is going on. I don't know if the Vikings do they're pretty set on offense don't know what we're getting on defense maybe you got got a lot of guys that are trying to make the team on defense and so that could kind of be where you're at uh, I just want to let the two guys that missed know two guys that missed the podcast today know that we're doing a pick them and uh, the two guys with the least amount of wins for this preseason pick'em bets, um, they have to get it like a Prince Albert or something like that. So the piercing we discussed piercings on the uh, punishment podcast and how we're going to do like weekly pick'em's. I think that's a weekly one. It's not a very big deal. Everybody was on board with it. Um, I'm just hoping I get one right. So those guys not picking anything that's kind of the way that goes for him and so as long as I get one right those two both have to get Prince Albert's I I can't imagine I don't get one out of the what is it 14 games right good luck guys I'm I don't need no like visual evidence or anything like that that you got it but uh good luck maybe I'll get zero and we'll You know, we'll have to deal with it. It's a push and nobody's got to get anything. All right. From the NFL games for the week, we are jumping to favorites on the fly. And so kind of the way things fell out, we're going to start with uh, Martin Truex Jr. and our NASCAR team. He finished sixth this weekend. Pretty good finish. Downfall is is that Kevin Harvick, our arch nemesis, finished first. And that's not good. He gets a win, which means he jumps ahead of us in the standings as far as Pat, Riley, and I can tell. Now, if it comes down to straight points, we're still easily in the top 15 or 16, whatever makes the chase for the cup. I do expect him to win this coming weekend on Sunday. Probably a no-doubter. No-doubt win. Probably wins by six or seven laps minimum. But you guys know how I am with basically all my teams. It is we either are going to win by $100 million or the game doesn't exist. So Martin Truex Jr., finished sixth had a good weekend didn't leave for any laps if i remember correctly uh the points and how everything's ranked out i don't quite understand but it it doesn't matter martin's got to start winning we got to get there um i said on the last podcast that i might jump ship on martin truex jr um as far as i'm concerned that is not going to happen I'm actually pretty happy that I'm a Martin Truex Jr. fan, and I have no idea why. Could be the worst human of all time. But I am definitely on, on his bandwagon, not jumping off. All right, so as far as the Bucks go, Giannis is dominating with limited minutes for Greece. Um, and I don't know if it's like the like FIFA or the FIBA, right? So the basketball one of for what FIFA is and what he's playing for Greece for, but had a bunch of points, bunch of rebounds, bunch of assists. Played for like 15 or 20 minutes with Greece, something like that, and really had a nice game. Uh, Saw one stat line on that kind of stuff. I hope he's not like overdoing it in the off season. He doesn't need to. He's gonna really get paid well. I understand that he wants to be part of his, you know, have that patriotism for lack of a better word um, to his country and like play for Greece. I get that. I think it's admirable. But I also want the Bucks to win another two or three or four or five, maybe six championships. So make sure you stay healthy there, Giannis. That's that's the goal here. All right, moving on to the Bucks or to the Brewers. I apologize. Brewers have been coming back towards the mean. They were seven and two coming out of the all-star break. They were really, really hot. Then they make a trade where they send Hader to San Diego. They pull in some pitchers, a couple of prospects, and they lose four straight, right? Um, Everybody starts to panic, but in their last eight games, they're three and five since the trade. They're 10 and seven since the break. And really, that's about where we should expect them to be. That would be 95 wins, 67 losses, for the year, I can deal with that record. I'm very, very comfortable with a 90 win Brewers team. Now, I watched the Brewers when they were winning. I was excited to watch them win 81 games, go 500. We've talked about this on the podcast previously. Very excited about that. Um, I understand that the trade did not look good. And it brought the morale of the clubhouse down. But that stuff's going to come back. No doubt in my mind that we'll be sweeping the next three series against St. Louis, the Dodgers, and the Cubs. So pretty easily, we got at least nine wins there. I think one of them is a four-game series. Puts us at ten wins in a row. Everything should be looking like... Rose-colored glasses moving forward here, right? Um, In all seriousness, I do expect us to beat St. Louis in the series. I do expect us to beat the Dodgers. And I do expect us to beat the Cubs. I think that the Brewers are one of the best teams in the league. And that teams have to play very, very well to beat us. Our pitching is excellent. If we can get our bats hot, teams don't stand a chance. Um, There's a few games in there where we scored six or seven runs and didn't win games. That's going to be rare for the Brewers. They got good pitching, they got a good bullpen. Even trading away a hater, their bullpen is still a plus bullpen. And most teams aren't going to be able to scrape by wins if they're not winning after six innings they are going to have to score runs early to beat the brewers and that i think is something that is going to be far rarer than it has been over the last week um the brewers are good don't be hating on them get on board we're going to the playoffs We're going to the World Series. We're going to win the World Series. That's the way it goes. The bandwagon is moving. Get on or get off. If you don't want to be in, get out. I'm cool with that. Quit complaining about the Brewers. We're still doing fine. All right. Moving on to the Badgers. Practices in full swing sounds like things are going pretty well. sounds like there's a receiver in in fall practices here that is really lightening up. Looks like we might find a guy that can be our Jared Aberderis, our Lee Evans, our Chris Chambers. Um, there's probably one I'm missing. I apologize. That's not very nice of me to, like, leave you out. But next week we'll bring on our Badgers football expert, Andy Keel to discuss all the happenings in Madison what he's kind of heard out of the camp and what we can expect for the season coming up so you can watch for us on the 17th next week Andy will be on giving us all the information we need to know about the about the Badgers for the upcoming year all right jumping over to the Packers now Uh, Jordan Loves seems to be having a pretty good camp. Um, I definitely watched at least one uh, Twitter video where he hit the net and Aaron Rodgers didn't, which means we need to trade Aaron Rodgers and put the franchises in Jordan Loves' hands. It's so obvious to me that that's where we need to go with this that I don't know why anyone would think anything differently. No, I think he's having a good camp. And if you are, I just kind of went through these in my head right before I started going, but Atlanta, Seattle, Giants, Jets, Commanders, or Pittsburgh, you should call the Packers. They have a backup quarterback on their team that is better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. I know there's a lot of teams that think they have a quarterback that's going to end up being great um newsflash you don't there's only three or four that ever end up really being elite level quarterbacks every five years so let's just say that there's five there's one a year for every year that are going to be great like great quarterbacks do not exist Every 20 years, you might get 20 you can consider great that you might want to put in the Hall of Fame. I would say that that's even heavy. For even the last 20 years, there's almost no way you're going to put 20 quarterbacks in the NFL Hall of Fame over the last 20 years. From 2000 to 2020, that's something I'm going to have to look up over the next week is how many quarterbacks actually went into the Hall of Fame over that time frame, right? So I know for sure you got like a John Elway in there. You got Brett Favre in there. Um, Troy Aikman's probably right around that time. Might have hit in 2000, might have hit in nine. I don't think he retired in 94, so he probably hit in, like, 2000, 2001. But I would guess that you don't even put in one quarterback every year into the Hall of Fame. You might put two or three in some years, right? So, um, like, if Peyton and Tom had retired in the same year, you'd put them in the same year. No issues about it. But really, those are the only two elite-level quarterbacks. Nope. And uh, Drew Brees are the only elite-level quarterbacks that come out of the late 90s. There's no other elite-level quarterbacks that are produced from, like, 98, 99, 2000. There weren't any. There were guys before that, the guys that ended their careers before that. But. No elite-level quarterbacks. It's a – anyway, what I'm getting at is just call the Packers. Offer the first overall pick for Jordan Love. So the guys that can offer the first overall pick are the Jags, Atlanta, Seattle might be able to. Giants, Jets probably could. Commanders could. Pittsburgh, you're going to win some games. That's the way it's going to be. Houston, I think you're going to win games too. Um, Atlanta can offer it. They're going to win some games. There's probably two or three teams. Maybe the Lions could offer it. The first overall pick, you might be able to swing that. Definitely a possibility. Um, and the Bears, the Bears, you guys could offer the first overall pick too. I think that it's a real possibility that you guys are as bad as the Jets, Commanders, maybe Seattle, maybe the Giants. It's a hard time thinking of those teams as losing teams, but they definitely could be moving forward. Um, uh, This is a Packers prediction. The Packers are going to have the number one defense this year in both scoring and in yards. They're going to hold the team to the least amount of yards um, and the least scores in the NFL. I am super high on the Packers defense. Um, I'm high enough on the Packers defense that I am considering taking them before round 15 in a 16-round draft or before round 14 in a 15-round draft in fantasy football. I don't know if there's ever been a team that I've taken before the last two rounds for a defense or a kicker. The Packers, I'm on board. I think that they are going to be awesome. If you want to scoop them, you're going to have to take them in probably like round nine or ten from me. Um. Yeah, I think Alexander and Stokes are going to have a bunch of picks. I think Savage and Amos are elite. Rashawn Gary's going to have probably two sacks every game, 32 sacks. He's going to just shatter the all-time season sack record. And on top of that, Preston will probably have one a game, too. It'll be just, they're going to mollywop every team in the NFL. I can't see anything different, but I'm biased, so... Take it for what it's worth. Um, kind of a little question out there to the people that are listening: If if Jordan Love would um, just have an elite level preseason, would you trade Rodgers if you get a first and a second round pick? Maybe a first to a second and a third. So they're getting them for three years. I think it's a minimum of three picks. Would you trade Rodgers if Jordan Love looks like, I guess I'm going to call it the forthcoming, right? So you have uh, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and next up is Jordan Love. Would you be willing to trade Aaron Rodgers before week one if Jordan Love has an elite level preseason? So for me, I'm out. Not a chance. Aaron Rodgers, uh, I'm pretty much ride or die with. At the end of next year, I might reconsider that. But to begin this year, I want to see Aaron Rodgers win another Super Bowl. If Aaron Rodgers wins that Super Bowl because he gets hurt and Jordan Love kills it, I'm cool with that. But I am ride or die with Rodgers. I think that he is the most talented quarterback that has ever existed. He's the best decision maker out of any quarterback that has ever existed. And I'm super, super, super happy that he has been a Green Bay Packer his entire career. I hope he retires as a Green Bay Packer, and I hope I never have to see him in another uniform. Um, As far as offensive players go, Rodgers might be right up there as one of my favorites. Um, Yeah, I'm not trading Aaron Rodgers in 2022. I would reconsider it after a Super Bowl win in 2023. Right After a Super Bowl next year, I would consider it But Love has to look dang good, dang, dang good, right? He'd have to look really, really good. Otherwise, it's no chance. Keeping him on board, try to offer Love a contract that guarantees a lot of money up front in the first three years, but it's small money and then doesn't guarantee a lot of money on the back end. But if he plays well, we'll keep him signed on. That's what I would try to offer Jordan Love for a contract, maybe seven, eight years. The first four years, maybe, are backup quarterback money, but it's all guaranteed. And then the last three years, maybe four years, big, big starting quarterback money, but none of it is guaranteed. If I could figure out how to do that with his contract, that's what I would do in order to keep him on the team. I think he's going to be good. I just don't think he's going to be Rodgers good. But I don't think you can ever expect someone to be Rodgers good. We got to find the next iteration of what Rodgers is, which is a guy that protects the ball and can still throw for a lot of yards and still takes a little bit of risk. enough risk to kind of make us successful, right? I don't know if that happens right away. I don't know if that guy comes into the league within the next three or four years. There's guys that are very, very talented in the league, right? We're young rookies. I don't know if they can, like, I don't know at what point people protect the ball the way Aaron Rodgers does. He is ridiculously good when it comes to that. And so I'm not sure Jordan Love can be that. Can he be a awesome quarterback without being a great quarterback? Yep, he can. And that's why I keep him around is because he can be awesome. Uh so a couple other points on the Packers. Rashawn Gary is going to lead, lead the league in sacks. Now, I said something like two a game. I don't think he actually gets that. That's almost impossible. Um. There are guys in the league that have gotten like 21. Maybe T.J. Watt got 22 last year. Maybe he got 21, 21 and a half, something like that. Um. I think Rashawn Gary is that guy. I think in the next three or four years, he's going to be the guy that's pushing for that sack record. And I'm excited to see it. He is easily my favorite player on the team. And I'm excited to see him get more reps, be super efficient and just dominate on the pass rush. And I think, that what you've done in the interior side of the line, you have um, Jerron Reed, you have Kenny Clark, you have Devontae Wyatt. Those are three guys that can really disrupt offenses, right? So they might not be able to get to the quarterback as much as Gary does, or as much as Preston Smith does, but they can disrupt things. And if they disrupt things, Rashawn Gary can dominate things. Now, If you decide to double Rashawn Gary all the time, Kenny Clark is going to dominate. If you decide to double Rashawn Gary and double Kenny Clark, Preston Smith is going to dominate. We are sitting in an elite-level defense, especially up front. And then on top of that, you have Stokes, plus defender, Jair Alexander, who is one of the best cornerbacks in the league, you got two plus safeties. Uh, Campbell is a plus, plus linebacker. Walker is a plus linebacker. We have a defense that might allow less than 20 points per game. And if they allow less than 20 points per game, I can't see how the Packers lose. I don't see the Packers scoring less than 20 points a game very often. Now, the 49ers did that to them in the last playoff game. But regular season games, people do not hold teams, do not hold teams under 20 points. Doesn't happen very often. Um, We're going to win a lot of games this year. There's going to be a couple that we probably just don't play very well. Look at Detroit at the end of last year and the Saints at the beginning of last year. We played terrible, and we didn't win those games. And when I say we played terrible, um, the Detroit game, we just didn't play a lot of our, like, true number ones. We didn't do that, right? And so that's why we lose. It's because you didn't play our true number ones. When we're going to play our true number ones, we're not getting beat by a lot of guys. I know that there's a lot of people that are very concerned with the wide receiver room here. I'm not concerned at all with the wide receiver room. I think Alan Lazard is a good wide receiver. Um, I think Romeo Dubs is potentially in line for rookie of the year. I think that... If he becomes the number two wide receiver on this team, behind those Art, or maybe even the one, right? So Christian Watson has sat out most of the preseason so far. Training camp. If I think it's, I think his name is pronounced Dobbs. Now that I'm like processing it, but if if Romeo becomes the number one. He's almost guaranteed to be the rookie of the year. So if he surpasses Lazard somehow, I can't see a rookie outperforming him. If Rodgers decides that he is trustworthy, he's a guy that we're going to push the ball to. We're going to give him 15 targets a game, 20 targets a game. There's There's no quarterback in the league that can get him to get the ball to him more effectively. And he's going to dominate. He will dominate. I predict that he will be the rookie of the year, even if he's the number two wide receiver on this team. So uh, Darnell Savage has a hamstring injury. This is not ideal for the defense. Um, Hopefully it will take the next three weeks off. They won't play him in any of the preseason games. And then he'll be back healthy when the season comes up, right? However, it sounds like the backup is playing really, really well in his absence and he's ready to go. So even if we have a safety that gets injured, sounds like we have a guy on the back end, a backup that can step in and play at an elite level. I'm pretty comfortable with this. If we have the, the guys that are elite level starters that's going to drive our second team to be that much better pumped about hearing that our second team is playing well when our first team is out all right jumping in next to tottenham hot spurs right so the tots which we like to call them uh win four to one against southampton in their first game uh Southampton's a little bit weird when you say Southampton you think there should be two H's there there isn't um England you should fix that I looked at the spelling it was goofy because I thought for sure it should have two H's and it doesn't or maybe just put a space in there unless it's Southampton not, nah, it's Southampton, and you guys just screwed it up. Get on board, don't be so like snooty. Uh, first game of the year, they win four to one. Um, Riley's going to have a bunch of information about what's going on in those games when he returns, but they are obviously the best team in the pre- premier league. Um, no doubt about it in my mind. Um, jump on the bandwagon, bandwagon now. Or you can go ahead and stay off forever. So let's go Tots. All right. So I appreciate you guys listening, especially if you listened all the way through this thing. I know that one person speaking and just going through what, like the stuff that we did or that I did is probably pretty challenging and listening to me spout off about how everybody's the best I can't thank you guys enough for listening. You guys are awesome. We love you. Um, I just like to ask you to subscribe and download it. Um, and then download it on your significant other's podcast or uh, phone as well, or device, computer, whatever. If you're if you got uh, some hoodlums that have devices, do it there too. Uh, and then if you really want to like, make us feel good about ourselves, you can play it on those devices from your significant other and your hoodlums on silent, right? So they don't even have to know it could be playing in the background, just kind of rolling through and just, you know, that's for us. Like nobody else cares or whatever. Um, like I said, we really appreciate you guys listening. I've spent my time tonight, you know, talking about the Packers and our teams. And I get that this one's probably a little bit harder to listen to, right? Because it's just me doing it. But thank you guys so much for listening. If you're coming to us through Let's Talk Sports and you're a Packer fan, we will be getting deep. Deep into the Packers as the season goes on. And let's remember if you are doubting the Packers, the Brewers, the Badgers, or the Bucks, you can eat our shorts. Hit it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King, eat my shows. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers King, eat my shows. Nah, nah, nah. Eat my shows.